Hello everybody, welcome back to Moonlight Madness, I'm your host Brian, Brian Dash, and today I'm got a guest speaker here, his name is Stu, you might have heard um, of Stu from my book, Search, um, but he's going to tell you about an addiction he had called popcorn. I know that I've done this before, but it's better if you hear it from the dog's own lips. Alright Stu, ready? Oh wait, uh... Stu, come here, please. Guys, why Stu's on his way over here, I just want to say that he is a dog that thinks he's a wolf, so... Yeah. Alright, Stu, ready? One, two, three, go ahead. Are scared that you pretended to be dead for 37 hours? The story that I'm about to unfold is full of horrible, grueling memories that haunt me to this day. But uh, I feel like, as a wolf, it is my solemn duty to, to, to tell you guys so that, uh, so that nobody else falls into the same trap that I did. My name is Stu, and I am a recovering popcorn addict. I guess you could say that my addiction started shortly after I was separated from my owners, whom accidentally shot my parents, if you remember from that whole thing, but... Anyway, uh, quick little, quick little footnote here. Uh, I told this story to Cookie, and he just laughed at me. But I think that popcorn addiction should be taken very seriously. Somebody could really get hurt. I, I mean, I almost did. There it is. There it is again. Do you see that? What is that? What? Come here. Come here. Come here. Do something your tail. No. Do stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. Face. Okay. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it all started before I met Sam, so I was all alone in the forest with no clue how to defend myself or, you know, or, to, or how to hunt for food. And, I mean, I'm not exactly proud of it, but the only way I survived was by looting abandoned campsites and rummaging through the trash. Times were tough, but, I mean, it could have always been worse, right? I mean, at least I had my red bandana to keep me warm when I cried myself to sleep at night. Anyway... One day while I was looking for food, it happened. I was hit by a strong smell. It smelled kind of like bear cat pee mixed with socks that had been worn for two weeks or so. It doesn't sound good, but it was strangely flavorsome. And it was the most marvelous, magnificent, magical smell to ever invade my nose. And I followed the scent to find what was producing it, and behold... It was a bag of warm snow. I later found out that the humans called warm snow popcorn, but, you know, smart Stu wasn't around at the time, so he can... I devoured the bag of warm snow in seconds. I thought I had to eat it quickly because I didn't want it to melt, see? And each bite was like tasting heaven itself. That night when I went back to my cardboard box, it was the first time I didn't cry myself to sleep or eat dirt because I was starving. It was the greatest night of my life. We're taking a quick pause for a minute. Stu had to use the restroom. Yes, uh, so... Yeah, Stu, uh... Stu was addicted to popcorn. And still kind of is. Oh, and here he comes. So, in about three... Two, one, okay. All right, Stu, pick up where you left off, please. So I went I went back the next day hoping to find some more delicious food, but something was different about the campsite. I was able to smell more popcorn, but 
Also, the scent of humans. A tiny voice in my head said I shouldn't be there. But I wasn't going to turn around and go back to my cardboard box, no. Not after what I had last night. I had to make a wise decision to either follow my mind, my heart, or my nose. And I think we all know the decision that I made. My nose led me to a tent in the middle of the campsite. I poked my head inside of the tent to take a peek of what was inside, and that's when I saw a male and female human sharing popcorn. I thought I was being sneaky, but the humans spotted me instantly and stared at me for a moment. They looked really confused, and I probably could have used that opportunity to run away, but a real wolf never retreats in the face of danger. I was left without any other options, so I did what any other wolf would do in this situation. I stood my ground, I looked them dead in the eye, and I, I stood my ground, I looked them dead in the eye, and I asked them rather nicely if they would share some of their popcorn with me. Unfortunately, I don't think the humans were able to understand me because they just continued to look at me with these blank stares like I was speaking gibberish or something. But th th then they started laughing and conversing in their own native language, which I've never understood. It's, I, I, that, that, it's beyond me. I don't know how they make, I don't even know how they make that sort of thing with their tongue. My tongue just kind of flops about all the time. See, it just did it just then. I have no control over this stupid thing. Anyway, I tried to make out what they were saying, but it all sounded like... Humans have a very strange language indeed. I was about to mosey along back to my cardboard box, but the humans kept gesturing at me to come with them. And I thought to myself, there was no way I was going to follow humans. <laughs> my mind was telling me not to trust them. My heart told me this was not something a wolf would do, but my nose said... You just gotta do it, Stu. Uh, don't, don't even think about it, Stu. Uh, follow the, follow the streets, two-legged creature, Stu. Uh, Stu, are you listening to me, Stu? Stu, stop staring at the butterfly. Pay attention, Stu. Uh, follow this, follow the butterfly popcorn finger, Stu. Uh, they'll take you to popcorn mountain, Stu. Uh, popcorn mountain, where, uh, where popcorn trees are grown uh, and it snows butter. It, it, it snows butter, Stu. You, you gotta listen to me, Stu. You, you, you'll never believe it. <laughs> Deep down, uh, I knew that Popcorn Mountain probably wasn't a real thing, but if there was even the smallest chance that it existed and the humans would take me there, oh, you better believe I was going to go with them. I decided to leave the forest to go with the humans. I remember the humans taking me to their house, but after that, I honestly couldn't tell you what happened. I was, I was constantly high from all the popcorn they fed me. And after a while, it kind of started to taste like it was tampered with, kind of planty, maybe, if that makes any sense. Uh, anyway, uh, all the memories I have from living with the humans were just kind of a blur, you know what I mean? All I remember is eating a lot of food, chasing the mailman every day, and that one time I drank a bunch of Red Bull and jumped off the roof hoping to fly. Um, not gonna lie, life was pretty good and <laughs> it was fun living with the humans but they eventually ran out of popcorn and no i know what you're thinking but i wasn't with the humans just for the popcorn i enjoyed their presence i enjoyed their company i didn't just abandon them because they ran out of treats yeah i wouldn't do that that's messed up after the humans stopped feeding me popcorn i was um well what was i gonna say uh yeah, yeah, I, I, I was able to think clearly, and that's when I realized that I didn't belong there. For, for crying out loud, I'm a big, dangerous, unpredictable wolf, and it's not safe for me to live around humans. What were they thinking? 
Are they crazy? Every morning they were there were their kids running around outside the window, playing in the streets. Kids! They, they were just a few feet away from me outside this clear barrier thing that I couldn't break through. Uh, uh, I had to find out about it by bumping my nose against it. And I, I don't want to be Andy Rooney about it, but it hurts. Uh, they put up an invisible fence in the window and uh, I tasted my own feelings for a week. Don't don't humans know about the joke? Don't they know about the wolves in a daycare? That's first grade stuff. And in the stories, they eat grandmothers and dress up like them so the kids will bring them goodie baskets. And then and then they devour the child too. And the, the, the wolf gets cut down by a lumberjack. It, just the idea of getting cut down by a lumberman, it scares the bejeebers out of me. I had to get out of there. I seriously had to get out of there. So I put together a plan to escape. There was only one way that I was going to get out of this mess. I couldn't just break through the front door and run away with my wolf strength because the, the, the humans would come searching for me. And if they cornered me when I was scared, well... There's no telling what horrible things I could do to them in the heat of the moment. I may seem like I'm soft and sweet and cuddly on the outside, but inside I'm a ferocious monster. I have the heart of a wolf for crying out loud. It's it's a scary thing. You, you should have seen me. Uh, whenever that, that rabbit was chasing down Ash, if I wasn't busy laughing, you better believe I would have gone out there and ripped that rabbit apart. It, it would not have been a good situation for it. Anyway, we'll... We'll get back on topic here. Um, you know, I, I knew that the humans loved me, and I, yeah, I love the food that they gave me, so out of respect for the delicious food, I didn't want to hurt them. The, the, the humans would need closure if I ran away, so the only way that they would have that is if I died. And that's when it dawned on me. The only way that I was going to get out of this situation was if I faked my own death. Um... Where, where's, where's the dramatic music? Uh, dramatic music? Yeah, I thought that we agreed that there was going to be some... But I, I wasn't ready to... Uh... I spent the next couple of weeks carefully plotting a way to fake my death. Many failed attempts later, I finally came up with the ingenious plan to lay down on the ground with my eyes closed and not move. Not move a muscle, you don't understand. If you saw me, you'd have thought I was dead. Anyway, see, I tried to do a similar tactic before, but I was so motionless that I stopped breathing, and I almost died for real. And, you know, obviously I had to abort the mission, because if I'd have died for real, then... Pretending to be dead would have been pointless. There's no way I could escape if I was dead. This time... I simply took breaths when the humans weren't looking at me. <laughs> Genius, Stu. You've really outdone yourself this time, kid. I'm so proud of you. Oh, I know. I'm so proud of me, too. It was just so amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, my God. You're not kidding. Stu, Stu, get back on point. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, anyway, the humans came home from work one day, and when they saw me laying motionless on the floor, they freaked out. My plan was working. The male human poked me a couple of times to see if I was dead, and then they both started crying. I think they were in denial for a little bit because they left me motionless on the floor for about a day and a half before they decided to move me. The, the, the humans eventually carried me outside and they buried me in the backyard. I couldn't really hear a whole lot, but there were a lot of other voices, so uh, so uh, I think they invited some of their friends over, even the mailman that I used to chase all the time. And everybody said their condolences. It was so real. It was like I was 
standing outside of my body and watching myself get buried it was kind of weird and scary actually but it, it had to be done but anyway after my funeral i waited a couple of minutes for the coast to be clear and then i dug myself out of my grave and i retreated back into the forest i i still remember them and i kind of miss them to this day actually but it was something that had to be done and i if i had my way i would still have that popcorn warm snow whatever it is brought to me every single day i would eat it that's all i would eat until the day i died and uh, i guess the moral of this story is to well clutch life by the hey look a rabbit well uh stupid 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 of course well guys i'm gonna have to go to get stew because you gotta, oh my gosh. Stu is oh, just a pup. Since he's not here and Sam's not around to yell at me. He's a, uh, he's just a dog. Stu's a dog that uh, thinks he's a wolf. It's weird, I know, but, you know, pups will be pups. Why not let them believe it? So thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please push the like button in the face. Look at us! As always, high fives all around. Thank you so 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 much for watching. I'll see you all next time in the video. And of course, look into the shadows because this will turn into this video. Please leave a like and subscribe. That'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. And of course, there were some references in this to Rick and Morty. You could probably hear uh, Rick's voice. Whatever. So, uh, also, uh, please, um, as I said before, leave a like, subscribe, and of course, if you want more videos by me, and probably by Stu, I'm not sure if I'll get him in another video after this, but if you want to see more videos by me, don't worry, because I'm going with the Fiction Addiction. Thank you, everyone, and of course, I wanted to just tell you guys this. Tell me what you think of Stu, if you think he's a good puppy, cute dog, and if you'd like to have him in your house, because... Yeah, you know, Stu is a dog, and uh, he's been living with wolves for a long time without a bath, and uh, yeah, it's starting to smell a ripe. So if you guys want to adopt him and bathe him, go ahead. That's all I want to say, and I'll see you all next time in the next video. Thank you, and goodbye.